It needs to be your belief, your feelings, and representing your personality and who you are. I Believe in You with Lizelle Hartley. Hello, and welcome back to I Believe in You, the podcast about setting your goals and achieving your dreams. I'm your host, Lizelle Hartley, a business and personal mentor and author of the Discovery Journal, I Believe in You. This season, we are talking with seven professionals who have taken their passion and turned it into a career. All of our guests are at different stages of their journey and have different stories to share. Leaving a job you've done for most of your life can seem like quite a scary thought, especially if you're planning to start a new venture. For Pretty Bowler, who've been a lawyer for most of her life, she felt like something had to change. So, she took that leap, and even though it's early days, she's finding that pursuing what she's passionate about is changing her life for the better. Welcome in the studio today, Pretty. It's so lovely to have you here. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Lizelle. Thank you for having me. I'm currently at a state where I am really looking forward to venturing my business. All right. It's been a passion of mine to want to help women and help them empower themselves. But I must say that despite that burning desire within me to do something, for some reason, I have not been able to take the steps. And um, But I think everything has come around to support me in order to to help me make this whole uh, dream of mine a reality. But when you say you haven't taken the steps, you have achieved quite a bit in your life by itself. So tell us a bit about that. Who okay. is pretty? What does she do? Absolutely. Look, I'm a former lawyer, but first and foremost, I'm a mom. So that's the most important role that I have. I am a mom. My son is 22 years old and I've been a single mom for a long, long time. Moved countries from Malaysia to Perth um, back in 2010 and, uh, and I've made life um, here in Perth. It's been a great journey and uh, I've also established myself, um, you know, having been a, a lawyer. I decided that I didn't want to go back into legal practice and I currently have a commercial role. Now, being in the hamster corporate, uh, you know, the corporate hamster wheel for a long time, I woke up one morning and I said to myself, is this it? Is this what life's all about? I feel like I have so much more to offer. There is so much more I need to do. I, I have a higher purpose in life and I need to get out there and make sure that I get uh, you know, start on my journey for my higher purpose. And that's why I'm here. So Pretty, there's a lot of other business women out there that's in the same position where you are to say, wake up one morning and say, is this it? I achieve very high in my career. I've done it. But is this how I want to end it? And then that's a thought that come in. But to actually take a step, into a direction where you th- say, okay, my passion is 
to empower others, but to make that big decision from, from moving out of where you're now to there. So how did that come about? When was the first morning when you actually, or the first day, was there a turning point where you actually decided that, because you obviously thought about that quite a while before you got over to action. So tell us a little bit about that. Sure. I've been restless and I've had this burning desire for a long time. and um, But I've got self-limiting beliefs, all right? And these beliefs have been, I, f- I found that these beliefs of not, I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like people are going to judge me for what I want to do. Or I feel like, you know, people are going to question me as to, you know, who, who, and I've got this negative chatter in my head that keeps saying, but who wants to listen to you? Who wants to listen to your stories and, and or listen to your teachings? But look, I've lived life through a lot of adversities and struggles. I've been through um, quite a bit from which I've actually come out the other end. And I've learned, I have progressed, I've grown. And I feel like when I see other women going through the situation that I used to go through, and I feel like, oh my God, I wish I could reach out to them and tell them that this is, this, it, this is not all bad because women forget that they are powerful within themselves. And um, because I've been able to go through specific processes in awakening my own inner wisdom and realizing that um, that this, you know that I need to take action and do certain things in order for my own growth and progress in life. And I want to be able to teach that to the women that I see at my workplace, for example, or anywhere else, you know. And um, so that's the reason why you know I'm on this journey and. Uh, what I wanted to also mention is self-limiting beliefs that I had, and I find that you know some women generally have it, are the personal barriers that stops us from progressing in life. It's a barrier that um, keeps us in a situation that we will constantly second-guess ourselves. We keep self-doubting ourselves, our capabilities and our ability. Yes, some women will say, oh, I don't have the confidence or some women, for me, for example, I used to be a people pleaser. And that's because of my childhood conditioning, cultural programming that I've come from. And I must add, it's also because of generational negative cycles and patterns that we all inherit in our lives. Mm. And, um, And because I was always a people pleaser, I felt like, you know, if I don't get validation for what I want to do, if that I'm not going to be able to take the steps because I need to seek an approval from someone in order for me to progress. Okay, but I've been able to go through a process and I've become a transformologist. So I'm now a creatrix transformologist and I've been able to transform my life through that process. But it's very interesting that you mentioned that you have self-belief um, that is a challenge for you because when we look at you from the outside, you look at this perfect woman that got so much confidence, not that you don't have it, but it's so good for our listeners to know that this is actually 90% of our women out there journey. It doesn't matter how successful you are, you still get that challenge 
Why did they want to hear my story? Why would they believe in me? So that is a big barrier for everyone to get over. And as a mentor, that is something we deal with a lot of time when I'm talking to my clients. But I love the program that you're going to put up because that is part of your program that will help them to overcome that, help them to still step over that barrier. So you are now in a little bit of a stadium where you keep your job, you're still being a full-time employee, and you start this business on a side hassle. Tell us a little bit what's the challenges coming with that. Look, I enjoy my work. I love my work family, and we are kicking goals, and we are achieving all you know, great performance standards year after year. I love what I do at work. But like I said, because of this desire to help other women and to to help them break through their own self-limiting beliefs the way I've done for myself, I want to take this on as a personal project, all right? So my personal project, um, the objective of my personal project is to create, for example, reality circles within the workplace, as well as to have one-to-one programs for my clients. Okay, now with my reality circles, I'm just going to give you some background around that. So 15 years ago, I had a wake up call. All right. I had a wake up call that made me make a committed decision that I needed to change my life. I needed to change the direction of my life. All right. And that resulted in me leaving my marriage and and starting out on my own, me and my son with nothing basically you know we started out from scratch but that's okay because i knew although you know i i i struggled for a while i struggled but then i decided that i needed to embrace change i needed to make sure that i start taking responsibility for my life so i was on a journey of my own personal development every single personal development book article I could get my hands on, I would read it, not just read it, I would, you know, I'll research it, I will take notes, underline, create worksheets so that I can practice in order to get to where I want to go. I wanted a life that I decided, I've always had dreams, and, um, and I knew that if I just stayed put, I will never achieve those dreams, so I had to start taking action. So I did that for a while. And what I also did was I did go for energy healing, therapy, counseling. But I found that a lot of those programs were more, uh, well, look, they were instant, instant results from those programs. But I found that they were a Band-Aid solution. It wasn't a solution that was going to give me the empowerment or the transformation that was going to come from within me. I felt that there was just surface changes that I was having. But as I progressed in my journey, all right, 15 years of lived experience with my reality blueprint. So I started developing my own reality blueprint. And, um, and then what happened was, despite the reality blueprint and practicing everything that I've learned, I found that the gremlins in my head were still there. Things used to still trigger me and they would surface and they would still, I would constantly still feel that, 
you're not good enough, pretty. You're not good enough. You can't do it. You're going to fail. And that used to be my narrative. A long time ago, my narrative was, you're going to fail or you're a failure. All right? And I thought, I needed to do something about this. I'm sick and tired of listening to these negative voices in my head. I want to do something about it that's going to remove it completely. So in my search, I found Creatrix, which is a very unique, deep, self-visual, um, it's a visualization process. I went through that process. And after doing it, for some reason, the negative chat has disappeared. It's like a magic wand that's been waved and voila. I'm like, I feel like a new person. So what I decided to do is become certified so that I can help women using that process together with my reality blueprint. You've done that all on the sideline while you were still working. So that's a little bit of a balance because I'm a mum, you're a mum. We both know that... You just don't get up and your day is exactly like you plan it mm. because sometimes things happen or sometimes you have to do more for the children and, and put them first and the same for your work. So that must have been a lot of spare time. Do you even have social time or did you have to cut that short as well to be able to do this course on the sideline? Oh, yes. It's been a journey, but I must say that if you if you keep saying you don't have time, you will never have time. Mm. All right. So what I do is I make time. I do. If I if I can tell you, my day starts at five thirty in the morning. I'm out the door doing my walk with my, you know, my I've got a little furry done my dog, and he takes up a lot of my time because he gives me the stairs if I don't take him for a walk. Which is not a bad thing because sometimes that stopped you as well from the busy work life. Exactly. Mm. So when I'm at my walk, that's where I do my thinking. It's part of my meditation whilst being in nature, doing mm. your walks. And I enjoy it so much. And then my day starts with getting to work. And after work, it's back to the desk at home studying and of course you know preparing dinner making sure that you know there's food on the on the table and the fridge is filled with food but you know what I've learned how to innovate and I've always been in innovative mode instead of going to the grocery shops let's order the the groceries online I mean we've got all these facilities available yeah why don't we be smart and use them all right so and then delegating my son's got duties Sometimes his girlfriend's there and she's got duties. So everybody, and at the end of the day, we all live in this household. We are all team members. Yes. Everyone's got their part to play. And that's what I do. I delegate and make sure then I do put in at least three hours every night sitting and working, studying, um, working on myself and my program, uh, my project, sorry, as well as uh, studying and getting certified. Yes. So very soon you're going to launch your new business. How does that feel and what is the most exciting points about it? But what's also the most challenging points on this? Look, I, have, I, I don't know about starting a business, all right? I, I will say that I thought just buying something online, Learning how to do my business was the was a solution, but I would say no, it wasn't a, wasn't a good solution for me. It didn't work out for me. But there was this one lady that I have been watching. 
I've been attending all her women's events. I've really enjoyed her events. Her events have been inspirational for me. Her passion and her dedication has resonated with me. So I started watching her activity online and her social media. And I knew that she was going to be my business coach. And that lady is Lizelle Hartley. Thank you. I'm so honored for that beautiful compliment you just gave me. And it's also a little bit interesting to know somebody's watching you online. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So I was following you online for a while and I realized your dedication and your passion actually really resonated with me. And that was the reason why we had that coffee. And then I knew I was going to be in trusted hands. So working with you so far has been, you know, I I feel like I'm going to be well taken care of. And that's what I like. That idea of having a mentor that's got your back and also keep you accountable to move in the right direction. Does that take a lot of stress away from you? Does that help you? Oh my God, absolutely. It takes a whole load off my shoulders. And uh, and the thing is, like I said earlier, because I've never done business on my own, I really don't know the ins and outs. I don't know, for example, if I wanted to have an event or a workshop, I wouldn't even know where to start. If not for your coaching, Lizelle, I wouldn't know where to go. I wouldn't know what to do. So, you know, kudos to you. Thank you. No, my pleasure. But I want to bring a little bit out about your logo. You had your name and then you arrived with a logo that you had an idea with. It was a beautiful logo, but when we start talking about it, it didn't really bring the message clear and it wasn't right in the market. So we had to redirect you with that. So for some people, it can rattle them a bit because I've already done a logo. Why do I have to do another logo? But what is your experience by even have the opportunity to change so early in the game, but some of the small businesses out there have to take two years, six months later, have to do that in their business. And how's the value that you see in that? Oh, look, um, I think your logo... Well, on hindsight, I realized that, like you said, I had a logo and I, it didn't sit well with me. It, it, I wasn't feeling and believing that it was representing my message and the the whole purpose of my business. It just wasn't sitting well with me. And um, but if I just thought about it, and you know, if you use your thought process, you'd say, yeah, it's a it's a good enough logo. It's going to serve its purpose, but. I realized that it I needed to feel it from within me that it is it is who I am. This is who Pretty Bowler is and this is Pretty Bowler's message. So so yes, and that's the reason why I, I've now got a someone who's working on my logo and I feel it's really important that when when someone looks at your logo, they know that this this belongs to yeah, this is pretty. Yeah. This is her message, yeah. And working with you on this journey, it's not just a logo, it's the message behind it. And I had found even um, with the brand strategies that we work is that you put heart and soul in there. And instead of saying, I love blue, I love yellow, I love red, and that's why it's going to be in my logo, there's actually the meaning of those colors that you bring in. And that is why your logo will It's not just a graphic design. 
it's a brand strategy behind your logo. And that's what a lot of business owners don't know. And as you were saying, I'm coming into the business world. I see this amazing logos, but I didn't realize that it's actually a brand strategy behind that logo so that's that right. the message can go out. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why the first one haven't sit with you. You like it and it was the best you could do on that stage. But now you understand going through the process, there's a lot more than just a logo. Yeah, it's a lot more than just your logo. Like I said, it needs to be your belief, your feelings, and also uh, representing your personality and who you are. And uh, like for me, my color is red. I love red. And um, it's a kind of shade of red as well, not just red. And um, yes, so I want to capture that in the logo. And um, having a brand consultant to sit and talk about all the elements that I wanted representing represented within the logo was really important. And it really added value to what the end product is going to be. So... That was now a little bit of the the good things ab- about it and the journey. But tell me, is there any challenges? Because you're going to launch later this year, but what is the biggest challenge you face now? Look, I, I feel like the, the challenge now is to to create an awareness of of the product or of what what the services are um but having said that i don't really feel that that's going to be a challenge because really in my mind i initially thought it was going to be a challenge but i'm finding that with the way you know lizelle you're helping me plan and put things in place i mean every meeting we have you've already know you already know what we, I already know from you what's the next step and what's the next step so it's not really challenge anymore for me I used to feel like it was going to be a challenge but now I find that no it's just been planned for me I just need to be there and, and you know it's 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 going to just fall into place as I go yeah. so you give your challenges to me now <laughs> that's right yeah I don't feel overwhelmed anymore I used to like initially I was like how am I going to do this how am I going to do this I want to do it but yeah, I was feeling really overwhelmed, but now I don't. Yeah. Pretty, how long do you think this will go before you totally stepped away from your career you're in now? Or do you think it will always be a side hassle? Because I know a lot of great business people that do have a lot of side hassles. Mm. So can you see yourself that that will happen in the future? Or do you think that this will be a side hassle for quite a while? Look, I am always one, like I said, to innovate. Currently, the the way I see it is I, I do enjoy my work. I really, really you know, like I said earlier, I know I'm making a difference in the workplace. Truly enjoy it. it this is going to be a personal project that I will take forward. But as time comes around, depending in six months time, I'll reevaluate and see where things are. And if I have to make a change, I'll have no qualms making a change. But at this stage, I'd like to have them parallel. And, and run them, I mean, to, to, to be involved with both areas, yeah. And I love that, and I encourage a lot of my clients to do that because you don't have that financial stress. So mm. you come from a big financial income, and as all as we know, when you start a business, 
you're lucky if you get paid after the first six months because basically all the money that the business bring in is going back into the business because I'm a big believer if you borrow from yourself, you have to pay back to yourself. And the next thing that I start to deal with my clients is when they start a new business, they don't value the time they put in. They all put the time in for free. But what I start doing with them now is when you do sit at night working on that, keep track of that so that you can see how much time you put in because if you would have worked for someone else, they would have paid you for that hours. Mm. So then if you take it like that, then take yourself separate from the business so that the business can pay you back for all the expenses you had all the time because that's actually a real business plan. Mm -hmm. A real business plan is not taking my own personal time out and I pay for the other things. Mm -hmm. But that's why I do encourage that a lot because even if you work it that way, you're still not going to have that financial stress on you that you have to provide for yourself mm -hmm. or when you start up a business, you see that money go out, out, out in the beginning. There's not a lot of income, but eventually it, it turns around. But that's why some of the most business success businesses have started as a side hustle because mm. you didn't have that stress on you on the financial. And that's why I say that's the perfect way to start it. And even if you have a time slot on that and then go from full time to part time, that also happened in a lot of time. But I'm very excited for where you're going. And I can actually see this going to a really big um, business, not just a Perth base, Australia base, and then even international, because it's such a fantastic concept. And it's such a need by so many people. And what I do love about you, you walk the journey before you offer it. So it's not just something you learn or something you go and saw and say, I want to do a business about it. It's really coming from a passion with experience. You said it, oh, Lizelle, it was years of working on myself and then going through the creatrix process myself in order to, to know um, in order to become, to, to awaken my own inner wisdom, to become the transformed person so that I can help others to transform as well, other women to transform as well. But I'm just going to add about working full time and doing a set, side hustle. I rather call it, instead of a side hustle, I rather call it going beyond just a hobby. You may have a hobby, you may have a passion, all right? And what you, what you want to do is grow that passion, grow that hobby. And that's basically what I'm doing, all right? It's because um, I feel like it's it's something that I want to do from within me. And it's not not doing a business for the sake of doing business. It's because I'm, uh, I know the difference I'm going to be making to lots of women's lives. And I feel the need to do it from, like I said, from within me. And um, so there are lots of women out there, or even men who've got hobbies, who've got passions. They shouldn't just sit back and do nothing about it. You can, you can actually, like, similar to what um, we are doing together, mm. you can start that journey. Don't wait. And it is very important. So we're going to call it for you, not a side hassle. We will call it a, um, a, a side passion <laughs> or a passion hassle. <laughs> we will get a word yeah. for you. But one thing that's very important, and I want our 
listeners to understand this as well. If you do have your, your passion, you have to think outside of the box to make it profitable because otherwise that passion is going to stay with you in your backyard. It's not going to go further. So as much as you sometimes don't want to ask money for the value you offer, if you want to take this to the next step, if you do want to license this, if you do want to get agencies outside your own you as pretty to help you to facilitate it, there have to be a plan with how do we bring the money in to expand like that. So yes, I love seeing the stories when it was something that you just, it's just your passion. And most people, when it's your passion, the money part of it is not important because mm -hmm. I just want to do what I love. But when you want to grow from this, that is why, yes, it's my passion, but I also value yeah. my passion so that I can get the money in to make it bigger and then it reach more women in the workplace out there yeah no you're right sometimes you're right it just starts with an idea or a passion but taking it further and yes you, you know there is value to what you're offering and and sometimes you know the, it, it can be priceless but yes, if you don't have the the revenue coming in, there's no way of expanding. But the, my idea is I would love to expand what I'm doing. So, Pretty, if you can wrap this up with your favorite saying or phrase to inspire others around you, what will that be? Once you open your heart to receive, the universe never stops delivering. If you would like to know more about Pretty, you can find her details in the episode description. Next time, we will be talking with someone who help you put your best foot forward online and in the real world. Thank you so much for listening and until next time, I believe in you. You've been listening to the I Believe in You podcast. If you're interested in learning some tips for your business, Lazelle's online course is now available with a 10-week program focusing on turning your passion into a business. The course covers the eight important steps on setting your business up from branding to launch with a step-by-step -step guide to help you achieve your goals. The I Believe in You workbook is also available for purchase through our online portal. You can find all the details in this episode's description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our local Bendigo Bank mobile relationship managers and produced by Bad Bard Productions.